Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Tim Wise and I are here today, and we're both very excited, very passionate about a very not exciting subject. So, Tim, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Dave. Thanks. You sound very excited. You said you were going <laughs> to be excited. I don't think I'm as excited as you are on this All right, one. I'm excited. <laughs> so, when people take my class, I tell them there's three things that they have to do in at the end of class, if you don't have these three things, you're not going to be able to make Scrum work right. And the first thing is a vision statement. And I already ranted about that in another podcast. So we're going to talk about the second most important thing, and that is the definition of done. So how do you explain definitions of done to people when you're like on site coaching with them or working with different clients? Well, the way that I start off anyway is, is uh, by saying that it's basically the rule set for things to be considered done I, uh, by the uh, product owner and to be accepted, right? Okay. So it's not just the acceptance criteria, but it's the things that need to be done uh, across the board on average uh, for most every story. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, so it then be you like, said for the product owner to accept it. Yeah. So are you working with the definition that when the PO accepts, we can ship whenever we want, or that when the PO accepts, we're declaring it good? I'm working with the uh, expectation that when the PO accepts it, that it's got the uh, it's at the discretion of of them to call it when they want to ship it. Let's okay. say not every org is going to be able to ship it all the time uh, for every single team. Okay. So, so if you're not familiar with the thing that we're talking about right now, that it, it's basically comes down to the difference of um, what do we mean when we say something is finished? Like if the PO accepts it, according to Scrum, it's supposed to be potentially shippable. So once the PO blesses it, we can send it out the door. Um, but that's not always the case for everybody. So I guess at a very simple level, we want to make sure that the team and the PO are on the same page in terms of this is how we know something is good enough for the PO to accept it. Is that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually the things that, you know, what are the common things that they trip up on? Uh, like what, what environment are we expecting it to be in? Uh, should it already be in production and have a switch turned on or, you know, what are all the constraints that we need to operate under both at the PO level and at the team level too. So the team will have certain constraints like, uh, let's say that there's adequate unit tests going across across their stories or uh, that they've wired it into their continuous builds and uh, whatever the case may be. So so as an example, like maybe um, they can compile it. It doesn't break the build. They've done an internal code review and it meets the coding standards. Um, it's passing the acceptance test. Obviously, that should be kind of like table stakes for this thing. Yep. Um, documentation is done. Yeah, I think, for that one? well, uh, sure, yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> I mean, in, in practice, like, is that something that you would normally call out and be like, hey, where is some documentation in here, or would you let that go? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is, uh, the way I think about the definition of done is they previously had this too. Uh, they just didn't call it out. But there were uh, things that had to be done before they uh, potentially shipped to production before. Okay. You know, it's, so uh, it's not something that's necessarily new, but it's just a good practice overall. And and you said they, they probably had it, it just wasn't written down. And to me, that's like the reason it's right. so critical to write this down because without it, everybody's guessing and making assumptions. Yeah, everybody's guessing and making assumptions. And uh, oftentimes people don't know what to improve. Um, 
because you can find out a lot of things that you could potentially improve uh, just by stating what needs to be done. Uh, so a, a, a case for that might be that um, the all the documentation needs to be done for, um, unless say something is overly documented or whatnot. What do you and mean they, overly documented? What is that? I've never even heard of that. You never heard of that one, right? So, uh, so in order, uh, in order to provide it with all the training documents that that might be needed, okay. uh, or whatever the case may be, there's. I'm sure we can find a few over documentation cases out there. <laughs> so documentation that maybe is not totally necessary for the customer not necessary. to receive value right. from it. Okay. And and I don't I don't want to isolate documentation. So it's anything that's not necessary for customer value, but you're already doing as part as your your done side yeah. of things. So it's a way to to maybe uh, pinpoint some some things that aren't needed as okay. well. Okay. So, so at a simple level, like if, if we just talking about a user story, I would say if it meets, it has to meet the acceptance criteria. And then that you could say that story's done and the team could bring it to the PO and it's potentially shippable and the PO declares it potentially shippable. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Okay. And then, and then a team that's maybe a little more mature will, will go a couple steps beyond that. Like it's on this environment we've done a code review it's not breaking the build we've got documentation things like that yeah and i kind of start right uh right at the where do we expect it to be uh well not on my machine uh so where do we want where do we want it to be i think that's kind of table stakes too so Uh, definitely that's definitely beyond it works on my machine yeah yeah but where does the po expect it to be in order to accept it okay okay so the the thing that I run into here is that there was a team I worked on, and I tell this story in, in every class. There was a team I worked on in California where we were doing two week sprints, and the company had signed some contract with I think it was Wipro um, that all the integration testing could only be done by this one team in India, and it had to be done manually, and it took three weeks to do. So if Scrum says done and shippable are the, supposed to be the same thing, and we're doing two week sprints it's not physically possible for us to achieve a state of potentially shippable for any piece of work during the course of a sprint. The best that we can get to is ready to send off to India. And the thing to remember is that even if we send it off and three weeks later we get it back, it doesn't mean we can ship it then because we're going to get back bugs, which we'll plan into a future sprint and fix and then send it off for another run of integration testing. So on that project, us saying we were done, we could be months from shipping. We don't even know. I mean, do you see that kind of stuff happen a lot or is that? Yeah, all the time. I mean, that's the, I think there, there's a bit of reality in there and there's a bit of, of, um, like we need to fix something as well. So you don't want to ignore your current reality though. And your definition of done, like that's a potential place that we could improve or it's, it may be uh, a place that you have other items that you need to improve before that one, before, before that, impediment gets removed right it may be that that's that is indeed the best way which probably not but uh in any case though you could have a definition of done uh some people layer in definitions of done for like the common ones for stories uh and or their sprint and some people have a definition of done for like let's say a release on that one so every three months it releases i'm guessing that every time it actually releases that uh, that one of their definitions is it must go through that group and all the things 
uh, pass and, and there are no issues or, or whatnot. Now, you could improve that potentially by shifting some of that into the teams and capability into the teams, however that's achieved, right? But okay. that's something to, to work on over time. Okay. So um, I've got two specific things that I want to ask about with this, Just to, and I'm asking you as a coach, okay? Um, yeah. I kind of go off about this stuff in every single class and I'm always like, okay, how are we going to define done? And somebody says QA has to pass QA. Mm -hmm. And I want to throw things every time someone yeah. says that because it's like saying, I want food. Yeah. Like food tastes good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you say to people when they say it has to pass QA? Uh, generally not something that they're willing to take in the first time, but um, the, uh, I think the the actual question that I would love to hear someone say is that we need to have this defined acceptance of quality over here or whatever that, that would be, okay. regardless of if we call it a QA department or if we have uh, just that's a team responsibility, right, uh, of, of making it a quality thing. Okay. But there's also – there's also a really pragmatic side. We don't want to ignore where they are today so that we can shift them to where they need to be tomorrow. I think it's it's naive to come in and, and say thou thou shalt do it exactly this way. So maybe but I'm coming down a little too hard and making it seem like it's unrealistically it well, is I can't think get there. I think you're painting the place they need to be. Okay. Though so that part is is just fine. But the path there, they I mean, most Team, most people that say that don't even have a clue as to the path there. Yeah. Like they're they're, they're going to have to figure that out over time. Like if they and, say, if they just say QA, they don't, in, in their head, QA is not 15 or 20 different things. It is just a thing. Yeah. And, and like ideally it's in, in you're right in their head, it's a person or a department. Yeah. Uh, most likely. And whereas in, in my head, I'm painting it as, well, that's just a baked in thing that this team member can do. And we've uh, accentuated that with pair programming and with uh, test driven development and with a lot of different uh, aspects to it so that we, we kind of have a better handle on quality. Yeah. Uh, and we have more, uh, we have more of a, a mindset of quality just baked in, but Telling, just getting someone to—I mean, we've all seen the the burn down that that doesn't burn down, but at the very end of the sprint, <laughs> things start falling off. Yeah, and that's it's like the telltale of the the quality at the end, the the QA at the end, right? And getting them to shift that left to to even say, man, you should really, <laughs> you should really work together to figure out the different avenues for your acceptance criteria, and and maybe we should work together. Even that's a big step for them. Yeah. So, so I don't want to be, I guess, so I want to paint the picture, but not be quite as demanding. Okay. Uh, so maybe I'm being too much of a hard ass in the class. About it. Okay. I don't know. There's, We're setting uh, an expectation yeah. that it is, is maybe not fair at the beginning. But, you know, I think back to some of my earlier uh, days and some of the, the earliest scrum uh, type of, of implementations that, that I would uh, be privy to. And it was very much a harsh reality like you've got to break the chains type of reality, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, break the chains that bind. And so I think that I go into a lot of places that, you know, it's impossible to break those chains on day one. So uh, while we, it would be great to do that. It's also 
uh, at times you can't say you're doing scrum because you're uh, doing uh, some flavor or, yeah. or it's not it's not optimal. But as long as they don't accept it, that's what I'm looking for. They're not accepting the suboptimal. They're consistently yeah. looking forward. Okay. Um, do you think we have to include stuff from the stakeholders in this definition as well? Or is it really just about this the PO and the team getting the work to a state where we can send it out the door? Now you're not making sense anymore to me, Dave. Really? I thought – I thought that, that the PO was representative of our customer. Oh, look at that. I fell into my own trap. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> so, so there's places where they'll say things like, well, you've got it. I mean, let user acceptance, right? Or or the, the right. I get a lot of people from digital agencies to say, well, the client has to approve it. I'm like, no, they don't. The PO does. Yeah. Um, the PO, yeah. So I think that's the real the reality of it is, is that uh, you want to get on board with your with your PO okay. uh, first and, and have that at least be the, the shot that's called. And they shouldn't disagree really the PO and the stakeholder. Right. Um, and at times they will. Yeah. But it's so when it's not that when they disagree, it's not like that's a bad thing. Don't do it. It's like that yeah. it points to the yeah. fact that there's a miscommunication somewhere you have to address. There's something to learn. Right. Okay. Um, so one of the things that I usually encourage people to do is I always talk about it like, you know, if you watch a, a video of NASA launching a rocket, and sometimes I'll show the video in class, and they go around that station to station thing where everybody's got to say, like, go or no go. And I always feel like most of the people in the class, if they were NASA, they'd be like, uh, you know, weather guy. And the weather guy would be like, well, it's sunny. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. probably okay. It looks good from here. Um, but you don't want to send people into space that way. Um, are there any other kind of like metaphors that you can do you use to help people understand the severity of this and why it's so important? Yeah, I think that it's not as much a metaphor as to say, uh, you know, it, no one likes to be handed a part, a partial of something that's supposed to hide, to bring value to you. So of course you want it to be done and completely where you can use it. Okay. I mean, the metaphor I would use is from last week, where a certain warehouse giant sent me a, a, a new mountain bike with uh, with no seat and no um, no bars <laughs> to put the seat on the bike and no front axle uh, or rod. I don't it's know. Totally done. It's totally done. We're shipping it. We're just getting the rest of the bike later. But that is not that is not <laughs> valuable to me. That's uh, awesome. I was uh, even that though that sounds it was, like a conference I, talk waiting to happen. It was actually shipped. It was not usable by by, by, by any Iraq. standard. So, <laughs> um, so instead, I returned it and I bought it uh, seventy dollars cheaper from another place, <laughs> um, and it came full. So wow. Uh, so that's a great that. example because not only did they did they make you not trust them, be disappointed them, but they lost you as a customer. Yeah, it was actually to a different vendor too. Yeah, that, yeah. So that's a big producing. deal. So yeah, uh, um, and I wouldn't say it, it certainly did hit the trust factor a little bit, but to be honest, I've ordered from them time and time and time again, and then they've come through for me. But on this particular one, they wanted it, you to ride it, a bicycle it, with just a pole to sit on, which sounds yeah, wrong and yeah. inappropriate. Okay. Right. Um, are there anything? <laughs> I sat in it and now I can't walk right. Um, are there any things that you feel like people often miss? Like this will be the the last question on the topic, but 
things that when you see people start to create a definition of done that they just blow that they just never think of it uh i see more often than not uh rather than them missing something i think they overgeneralize too much um, like qa like write code yeah, <laughs> you know that's a, okay. Yeah, the code has to be written. Um, so there, there's some <laughs> operate uh, on brains. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's take all the trivial, that that <laughs> the obvious of the obvious things out. Which in some cases you would think that it's obvious where you where you want to put the code, but it's it's not. Uh, so that's something that people need to pay attention to, um, and then also don't discount the quality side of it. Um, yeah, I I think that people also need to recognize what's imposed on them at an organizational level. Like what? Give uh, an example of that. So that typically comes from the the PO side. Like there's some uh, of where I want to see it. Uh, uh, so there's it's kind of a request, and you have to ask yourself if you can do that consistently. Um, so there's uh, there may be a constraint like. You had you listed a constraint of, of it has to be checked by this one team, right? Yeah, uh, that's a constraint of the org that we have to work on over time. Um, so don't forget those constraints. Uh, okay. And then, as a team, don't forget your own constraints. Uh, I find that teams do uh, elaborate on those. It's not just what the uh, what the organization demands; it's also what they demand of themselves. So don't forget about those. And don't forget that it changes over time and to revisit them. Yeah, so they, so you should be coming back to this probably in every retrospective, at least for a while right. to talk about. And I, um, do you normally ask that teams talk to talk about this in the beginning of every sprint review just to make sure that the stakeholders understand where we are with this? I could say yes, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> I think I think that. But know, start I'm where guilty. you are, Tim, and we'll yeah, go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, man. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it certainly it certainly needs to be done though. Yep. Cool. So if people want to get in touch with you with follow up questions, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, you can reach me at Tim at leadingagile.com and uh, out there on LinkedIn as well. I'm pretty active over there. All right, cool. Dude, thank you very much for doing this. And for everybody uh, who's listening to this, please go make sure you have a definition of done and also make sure you have a vision statement. I'll include a link to that ranty podcast as well, just in case. And then pretty soon we're going to start doing about prioritization because that's the other thing you have to have. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. I thought New Yorkers thought this jib jab stuff was a hug. I yeah, just, it, it is. And I, but I've only been here a week. So I'm just I'm hugging saying, you, Dave. Yeah. Back <laughs> off, man. <laughs>